Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Rambam, Mishnah Torah, Hilchis Trumis, the laws of the heave offerings of the Kohen, or to the Kohen, Pedak Shmini, chapter 8. And we are in the midst of a series of chapters dealing with the fact that not only the Kohen may eat Truma, but the Kohen's family and those he is financially connected to, those whom he financially acquires, such as an Evid Kanani, such as a Canaanite servant, are also able to eat Truma. His wife is able to eat Truma in the merit of the Kohen, whereas... On the other hand, the daughter of a Kohen who marries out and marries an Israelite may no longer eat truma by virtue of her marriage. And then we talked about the fact that even if marriages end, the child will enable the woman to continue to eat truma if the child is the offspring of the Kohen. The child will prevent the woman from being able to eat truma even if her marriage is over if the child is the offspring of a non-Kohen. These are some of the things we talked about. And now, the Rambam gives us five scenarios which are bad news and bad news. You know, in life we like to say good news and bad news. Here is bad news and bad news. Ha'uber, a fetus, which means a woman is pregnant, she's carrying a fetus. The Hayovom, a Yovom, a Leverite relationship, or potential Leverite relationship, and the first stage of marriage known as betrothal, the and a deaf mute, and a child of nine years old, a little boy of nine years old. These five scenarios, which will be explained in detail in the upcoming paragraphs, Paislim, under certain circumstances, any of the above or all of the above five, make the woman unable to continue to eat Ruma. But if they happen in the other way, which one would think would benefit her, they don't help her eat Ruma. So they harm under one circumstance, and just when we thought they would assist in the other circumstance, they don't. That's why I say it's bad news and bad news. Why is that? So he explains the scenarios in the next few paragraphs. What do we mean when we say a fetus will disqualify a woman from eating truma? under certain circumstances, but will never help her. Bas Yisrael, the daughter of an Israelite. Ha-me'uberes who was impregnated by a Kohen. Let's say she was married to a Kohen and she's now pregnant. And the marriage is over. Her husband divorces her or dies or what have you. So now she's carrying this fetus and it's a Kohen fetus. One would think that if a woman is carrying a Kohen fetus, she should be able to eat Ruma. She's eating for two. Lei Teichal, she may not eat Bishvilo Uber 
because of the fact that she's carrying a codis, a Kohen fetus. On the other hand, Obaske, and what if there's another scenario? She is the daughter of a Kohen. We learned earlier that the daughter of a Kohen who marries out, out of what? Out of the family of Kohen, marries an Israelite, loses her right to eat Ruma, but if her marriage is terminated, she goes back home to her father, Mr. Cohen. She can continue to eat Ruma, but here she is, Bas Cohen, the daughter of a Cohen, Hamu Beres Israel, who was impregnated by her husband, the Israelite, even though the marriage is over. So she's carrying. An Israelite fetus, a Suda Lechom Uber, even though she's coming home without a husband and without children, because she's carrying a fetus, she's forbidden to eat Truma. Shanaman, as it says, Vishova, the verse, when describing what will permit her to resume eating Truma, it says she will return al to her father's house, Kinya Ureho, as she was in her youth. She is not as she was in her youth, because she is pregnant. Pratli muberes, this excludes a woman who is pregnant. She's no longer as she was in her youth. So here we have a situation where the pregnancy does not help her when she's carrying a Kohen fetus to eat truma. It does, it, 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 in the case where she is a Kohen's daughter, it harms her, the fact that she's carrying an Israelite fetus. Next case, Baske and Shabaleha Yisrael, the daughter of a Kohen, who was intimate with an Israelite. So now this marriage, this intimacy relationship is over. Should we be concerned that before she goes back to her father's house and resumes eating truma, should we worry maybe she's pregnant? Because if she's pregnant, she may be carrying an Israelite fetus. We just said that that disqualifies her. No. We don't have to worry about that. She can just immerse in a mikveh and eat, towards, eat at night like any other Kohen who becomes impure. She was married to an Israelite. And her husband died because the first scenario was a relationship without marriage. If there was a relationship without marriage, we're not concerned about pregnancy. And here we're talking about marriage. For the first 40 days, she can immerse in a mikveh and eat truma at night once the sun sets. Because we're not concerned about pregnancy during the first 40 days following the termination of a relationship. Of a marriage. But, however, once her fetus is recognized, she's obviously pregnant. Retroactively, this makes her unfit to consume truma. And we go back in time retroactively, up to 40 days following the termination of her marriage. Meaning, after 40 days, if she ate truma retroactively, she is considered to have eaten truma inappropriately, and she has to do whatever she has to do to correct it. But the first 40 days don't count. First 40 days are not a problem. Because for 40 days, the fetus is not considered a fetus. 
It's halachically considered as if it's water for the purpose of stopping her from eating truma. It's not considered a fetus for this purpose. And what if the daughter of an Israelite is married to a Kohen? Or Mason, he died. And he left her pregnant. So now we have a pregnant daughter of an Israelite married or widowed from a Kohen. The question is whether her servants can eat truma, because she is carrying a Kohen fetus. Because it is the fetus, when he's born, that would cause them to eat. But until he's born, he doesn't cause servants to eat. If this child was a desecrated Kohen, and there are other brothers, this desecrated Kohen does not cause the servants to become desecrated as well. The servants could eat because this desecrated Kohen has other brothers who are not desecrated. Once he is born, then he does disqualify the servants from being able to eat the truma until the estate is divided and each brother is separated out and we see where these servants end up. The next case scenario, five, how does a potential Leverite relationship disqualify a woman from eating truma? Bas Yisrael, the daughter of an Israelite. Has who is waiting to see what will happen with her brother-in-law, the Kohen, because her husband, the Kohen, died. She may not eat. Shenemar, as it says, Bekein ki yikinepesh, a Kohen who will acquire a soul. Bezazayin lekno, a potential Leverite relationship is not called acquiring. Or Baskein askukal Yisrael, the daughter of a Kohen, who's waiting for an Israelite Leverite marriage to materialize. Asura mipneyavama, she would be prohibited because of her potential brother-in-law, who may be her husband, she must return home as she was in her youth. Somebody, a woman who's waiting for her brother-in-law to decide chalitza or yibum or one way or the other is not like she is in her youth. She's got strings attached. What if there was a potential Leverite relationship, who was a Kohen. It was a Leverite man who was a Kohen. Which means that a woman, an Israelite woman, I'm sorry, a woman was married to a man. And the man died, and he was a Kohen. His brother is a Kohen. And he has to decide whether he wants to marry his brother's widow or perform the Leverite ritual about which we studied extensively in those laws earlier. But he didn't wait. He just went and had a relationship with her. Either through coercion, he forced himself on her, or inadvertent, a shahed above her or he began the act of intimacy but did not complete it. Even though, in a sense... This is called a acquisition of a relationship. As we explained in the laws of Yibum, 
because he is a yobam to her, and they were intimate to some extent, nevertheless, Eina Machila Betruma, our purposes here are all about Truma. Can she eat Truma because of this relationship? No. Until there is a complete and total act of intimacy willingly. When does this apply? If the betrothal was from a state, uh, if the widowing was from a state of betrothal, which requires Leverite marriage as well. But if it was from marriage, being that she was eating anyway because she was married to a Kayan, then through this act of intimacy to the brother, she may continue to eat Truma. The next thing we said is Ha'edus and betrothal. Betrothal disqualifies her from eating Truma and does not help her. Kate said, How does this work? Bas Kayan, the daughter of a Kayan, Shinis Abra, Shinis Arso, Yisrael, who became betrothed to an Israelite. This betrothal to the Israelite already precludes her from eating truma. Shariyesh bakinyan, because there is a legal acquisition here. Betrothal is a legal acquisition. They have now become married. On the other hand, a daughter of an Israelite betrothed to a Kohen, we learned earlier, shall not eat until she actually goes through the second stage of marriage called chuppah. We learned earlier, we're concerned that if she lives in her father's house and her betrothed husband is going to bring her to Ruma, her father and her brothers are going to taste some. And that would be a massive violation. As we already explained in great detail in chapter 6, halacha 3. Eight, Yisrael Sha'omar Lekahenas, an Israelite man said to a Kohen woman, You are hereby betrothed to me, but it will only take effect in 30 days from now. And we learned about many of these scenarios earlier. These are called conditional betrothals. Being that the betrothal to this Israelite husband does not take place for 30 days. She can continue to eat Ruma as the daughter of a Kohen for 30 days. Shaddai and Lenisar, because the betrothal didn't kick in yet. Because it doesn't kick in till after 30 days. But if he said to her, as we learned earlier, in the possible conditions, you are hereby betrothed to me, beginning now, but it won't kick in until after 30 days, meaning once 30 days passed, you will be betrothed to me retroactively. That's what this means, then she is immediately forbidden to eat truma because the meyachsha will kick in retroactively and retroactively she will be violating all similar conditions are treated similarly a deaf mute how does the statement that a deaf mute can disqualify her from eating truma but can never help her Kehenes, the daughter of a Kohen, Shenisis Yisrael Chedesh, who was married to her husband, the Israelite, the deaf mute. She may no longer eat Truma. Why? 
It's not even a real biblical marriage. We learned earlier that any marriage to a deaf mute is a rabbinic ordinance. Yes, that's true. Because he acquires her as a wife by rabbinic ordinance. Therefore, by rabbinic ordinance, she should no longer be Trumah. On the other hand, the, the daughter of an Israelite who marries a deaf mute who's a Kohen, being that it's only a rabbinic marriage, that's not enough to cause her to eat Truma. Because there's no acquisition, husband and wife acquisition biblically, because a deaf mute is not considered emotionally mature to effect a marriage by Torah law. What if she was betrothed to a regular Kohen, to a non-deaf mute Kohen? And they didn't actually finish the marriage, take the marriage to stage two until he became a deaf mute. She does not eat. What if he died and she entered into a potential Leverite marriage relationship before her brother-in-law, who is a deaf mute, and he actually performed a Leverite marriage? She cannot eat. But if he married her and consummated the marriage when he was healthy, and then became a deaf mute, she can eat. What if he died and she fell into a situation of Leverite marriage to a brother-in-law who was deaf-mute, and, and they marry, she can eat, because she ate to begin with. The wife of a deaf-mute, who had offspring from him, now she has a son who's a Kohen, so she can eat, even though her husband was a deaf-mute, but her son is enough to cause her to eat. And finally, we say the fifth category, which disqualifies her from eating truma, but never helps her. A boy who's nine years old. How does this apply? And remember, we learned extensively in the laws of marriage that once a boy turns nine years old, meaning on his ninth birthday, then his intimacy is considered intimacy by Torah law, even though he's not fully mature. If he was nine years old, what if a woman was intimate with a male who is forbidden to her by Torah law? The only thing is this forbidden male is only nine years old. He's only nine years old. Hail being that the intimacy is intimacy, because by halacha it's considered intimacy. she is now disqualified from priesthood. and forbidden to because she now becomes considered a zona or halola, which are biblical terms. For a woman entering into a relationship with someone that she is forbidden to in the case of a Kohen. Kamesha Biano, as we explained earlier in the laws of Truma and much earlier in the laws of marriage. Afilu Hoya Shochuf, even if he was impotent and unable to properly effect a relationship of intimacy. Obas Yisrael Shanisis Lakayan Bentesha Shana 
The same thing applies, similarly, parallel, the daughter of an Israelite married to a Kohen who's nine years old, even though by Torah law. Intimacy with a nine-year-old is considered intimacy. She cannot eat because of this nine-year-old, because he doesn't acquire her as a wife until he becomes bar mitzvah. Sopik If we're not sure if he is nine or he isn't nine, She's married to a thirteen-year-old, but still, he just turned thirteen. We're not sure if he physically matured by developing pubic hair or not, which is the physical sign of maturity. She's forbidden to eat. And again, all these issues of nine-year-olds and physical maturity, and all of that has been dealt with extensively earlier in the marriage laws. You'd base kolelo all of the above, just as we said earlier, they do not cause this Israelite woman to eat truma, which is Torah truma, because it's not enough. They also never cause her to eat rabbinic truma. What's the big deal if she eats rabbinic truma? Because we're concerned that people may mistake and then enter into a situation where they'll say, hey, if you can eat rabbinic truma, you can eat kohen truma. Yud gimel. The following situations do not have any effect one way or the other. They don't stop her from eating truma, and they don't help her to eat truma. And they are ho'enus, any type of forced relationship of intimacy. Vamafata, any type of seduction. Vahasheta shenosa isha, someone who is not mentally developed, who married, he can't effect a marriage by Torah law. Elim kein ho'isa asudolohem, unless... This relationship was forbidden to them by Torah law, where the act of intimacy alone would disqualify this woman, because it would transform her into the category of zona or halola, as we explained earlier in chapter 6, halacha 7, and we talked about this much earlier in the laws of marriage and divorce. What if a woman was married to a Kohen who was not mentally mature? He was not mentally responsible. Or Kohen coerced her into having a relationship or seduced her. And she gives birth. The fact is that she had a child here, a Chelis Bishvil the fact that she now has an offspring Kohen child enables her to eat truma because of her son. Even though we're not really 100% sure this was the, these were the days before DNA testing. You can't be 100% sure it's his child. He, being that this relationship came about without betrothal, without marriage, without the sanctity of marriage, we can argue and say, who says she conceived from this man who's a Kohen? Maybe she conceived from another guy. We say, no, she conceived from the guy that she was living with, because we should safely assume that he's the father. As long as there aren't 
rumors printed in the supermarket checkout counter tabloids that she's having relationships with lots of women. But everybody, the, the CW, the conventional wisdom is that this is the guy she's having a relationship with. So also, the daughter of a Kohen, who had a relationship with an Israelite who was not mentally responsible, or she was coerced or seduced and she conceived, here she does not eat because of this fetus. If the fetus is aborted, she can partake of truma. In other words, if she lost a child. What if there was a situation? We learned this in great detail in the laws of Sota, of the adulterous woman. There was a married woman, and... The husband said to her in front of witnesses, you've been hanging around with this and this man and closeting yourself. I don't want you to do it. And he warned her in front of two witnesses. And then she went ahead and closeted herself with this fellow anyway in front of two witnesses. She now has to, if the husband challenges her, go to the Beis Hamikdash when it stood and drink from the bitter waters. And the bitter waters would miraculously ascertain whether she's culpable or not. So here we have a situation where there were the witnesses who heard the husband warn her, there were the witnesses who saw her closet herself with this fellow anyway, and he's a Kohen, and she's married to him. Does she lose her right to eat Truma? Because again, our only interest in these laws is Truma. She's forbidden to eat truma until she comes full circle and goes through this test of the bitter waters. She's fake because we're in doubt as, she, as to whether she has fallen into the biblical category of zona or not. What if the husband died before she actually had a chance? To drink the waters. We learned earlier in the laws of Sota that there are 15 categories of women who cannot drink and don't take the Ksuba because of special, unique situations. Then, in this case where her husband is a Kohen, she may be forbidden to eat Truma forever. Any wife of a Kohen who ever said, Leave me alone, I'm guilty. Because of that statement, she's already forbidden to eat truma. Tezai in the closing paragraph in chapter 8. Ketana, a minor, Bas Yisrael, daughter of an Israelite, Shenisis Lekayin, who married a Kohen, Shalemi Dasavia, without her father's blessing. Bein Bifnei Avia, whether in the presence of her father, Bein Shalei Bifonav, whether not in the presence of her father, Afa Pichikichovia, even though the father reluctantly accepted betrothal for her, but he didn't bless it, Eine Echeles Betruma. The only way a, a minor could become a wife is if the father accepts the betrothal for her, and he wasn't happy about it. So she, being married to a Kohen, does not have the privilege of eating Truma. Because the father might object at any point, and retroactively this marriage is not. The fact that he is seeing now 
and not objecting, shouldn't we argue and say he had the opportunity to object and he didn't? No. Kayasu, maybe he's so angry he doesn't want to dignify this relationship with the comment. Because she married without his consent. End of chapter 8.